0: come this morning. Robert's going to bring the message. And as he does, I do have a joke that I want to share. And so a dad came home one evening to his young lad and he announced bad news very quickly. Dad, he said, our cow is dead. Well, well, that was their livelihood. And to receive that news so quick shook the dad to the core he thought about it and he said to the lad, he said, if something like this ever happens again, you need to tell me, you need to not tell me so abruptly. First you call me and you say, Dad, the cow has gotten up on the roof. And then next you call and you say, Dad, the cow is after falling off the roof and is injured badly. Then eventually you could say, Dad, I feel so bad, but the cow I've fallen and is not responding. Eventually ending, Dad... Our cow has passed away. Okay, thought the lad, I understand that. That's okay. A few months later, Dad had to go to the city for a couple nights. He called the young lad to make sure all was well at home. Well, said the lad, Grandmother is up on the roof. <laughs> so we know where that goes, right? Bless you, Robert. Let's pray for him today as he brings forth the word. God, thank you. For Robert today, thank you for your servant. God, we ask that you would speak through him by your spirit, that you would give him the words to say. And God, we ask that you will open our hearts and ears to hear what you are saying to us through your word. And not only hear, but God, apply as well. Act upon your word today. We pray your blessing upon him, your goodness and your favor. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you.
1: Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Pastor. Uh, thank you for this um, opportunity that you've given to me to um, avail myself. Thank you. To share the Word of God with uh, my brothers and sisters in the house. Amen. Amen. The topic for today's um, sermon is Every Choice Has Consequences. This is a series into the impact of a choice that we started a couple of weeks ago. Before we delve in, I want us to look at um, a short video, which is about a minute, and um, I think 44 seconds, and then we'll continue from there. The young gentleman in the video carried his cross to a certain stage or a place where he said he wanted his cross to be what? shortened, right? In our walk with God, we have choices. In our daily lives, when we wake up or rise up from our beds each day, we have choices to make. So, what choice would you make? Most of the times when we rise up in the morning and then we look at our clothes, we decide, I would like to wear this or I would like to wear that. Let me use this session or let's say winter for an example. No one would force us to put on summer clothes or to put on winter clothes, right? But we know the repercussions of what will happen if you put on summer clothes and then you decide to take a stroll outside there. Or maybe during summer you decide to put on winter clothes and then step out there. There are repercussions that come with it. Beloved, every choice comes with a consequence. And the consequence is either good or bad. As we saw in the video in Luke chapter 9 verse 23, Jesus said that whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. I underlined, take up the cross daily and follow me. It is not only in good times or not only in bad times, but daily take up the cross and follow me. This is the option that we have to follow Christ. Beloved, maybe some will be wondering, what do I mean by a choice? A choice is the outcome of a process of assessment and judgment. So we take time to look at the left and the right. And then we assess which one will be good for me. And very often, we see statements or we see behind the car when people are moving their cars or driving away and you see behind their cars, you see something like, you are what you eat. Sometimes you also see statements like, you are free to choose. But you are not free from the consequences of the choice that you make. Sometimes we see, before making a choice, consider the consequences. My message to you this day is in two folds. To my brethren who haven't given their life to Christ, there's a choice to make. And I'm here to present that choice to you. And to those who already are Christians but have fallen off or have given up, are even on the verge of saying that I have had enough of it. I have a choice to present to you. Praise the Lord. Our lesson text is from Genesis chapter 13, 5 to 18. And this talks about two men, Abraham and Lot. And it reads, Now Lot, who was moving about with Abraham, also had flocks and herds and tents. But the land could not support them. "...while they stayed together. For their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abraham's herders and Lot's. The Canaanites and the Perizzites were also living in the land at that time. So Abraham said to Lot, "...let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herders and mine, for we are close relatives." Is not the whole land before you. Let's part company. If you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan toward Zohar was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram, After Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are to the north and south, to the east and west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. Amen? I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offsprings could be counted. Go, walk through the land and bread of the land for I am giving it to you. And verse 18, So Abram went to live near the great trees of Mam at Hebron, where he pitched his tents. There he built an altar to the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, beloved, in this story that we just read, we have Abram and Lot who were relatives. In fact, Lot was the cousin of Abram. Now, Abram received message from the Lord. God spoke to him and said, Abram, leave your parents, leave your home, and then move to a land where I will direct you, where I will send you, and I will prosper you. So, Abram listened to the voice of God. Amen? Abram made that choice to leave the comfort of his home and trust in the promises of God. And indeed, God honored his promise, praise the Lord. God prospered him. Abram left his home together with Lot. And God did not only prosper Abram, but Lot, who also went with Abram, was a beneficiary of that blessing. Now a time came that where they occupied, around the area of Canaan, because they had so many servants, so many herdsmen, there was what? That competition, unhealthy competition that grew amongst them, bringing about quarrels. So, Abram said to Lord, you are my cousin. I don't want us to quarrel. I don't want problems to happen between us. It is good for us to live in peace. So, he said, over there, this is this land in front of us. Choose where you want to go. And I would also choose after you have what? Chosen. So, Lot... Look at the land, and in fact, there were two distinctions. One part was flourishing, had green grass, had all that you need to support uh, nomadic farming or to support plants and animal growth. But in the case of the other land, it was what? Dry and arid. So just like us, just like humans, if you are to make a choice, you look at what will benefit you. What will make you happy? What will make you live in comfort? So Lot said, I think I like that land. I think this is going to be my choice. I love this place. Beloved in the Lord, there's a saying that we say that it's not everything that glitters, which is gold. Lord saw physically the green grass over there. But the end thereof, he didn't know. The word of God says, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is what? It's death. Lot chose that place, seeing that it was flourishing. To the eyes, it looked beautiful. It was blossoming. But they didn't know that destruction was coming to that land. And that land later became Sodom and Gomorrah. People of God, If God should give you this choice this day, what will be your option? Will you think about your own and God second? He is either Lord of all or not at all. Praise the Lord. And I like the demeanor of Abraham. What did Abraham do? Abraham could have said, I am the eldest you are young, so wait, let me make my choice, and then after that you make your choice, right? But Abram was what? Selfless. He said, you make your choice. After that, I will choose whatever is what is left. That is God's way, and not my way. That is not self. This is what God expects from us. Lot saw the obvious choice, and indeed, to us today, that will be the obvious choice. I will go for the one that is what? flourish. Lot did not consult God. G- Lot did not think of what does God have for me? What has God prepared for me? But Abraham knew this. Abraham knew that God has given him a promise and therefore wherever he will go, be it water or no water, be it grass or no grass, Be it so many snow or no snow, he will prosper. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that is what I want to leave with us today, beloved. That trust and believe in the Lord. Choices may come your way, but let's make God first. Let's seek the guidance of God. Let him be the Lord of everything of you. God gives us 24 hours in a day. Beloved, how do we use it? And how much of that 24 hours do we give to God? He gives us a whole month, 30 or 31 days. How much do we dedicate unto God? Sometimes he gives us the privilege of having 12 months in a year. How much of that do we give to God? We make choices each and every day. We make choices each and every month. We make choices and make plans for each and every year. But where does God fit in your plans? Is he second or is he number one? I am a major culprit of this. And it did not end well with me. I've been through times when I thought that What affected me, God neglected me. God wasn't there for me. And therefore, I said, I'll go my own way. I said, I I will turn my back to God's work and go my own way. Because I lost one of the most valuable things I had with me. That was my dad. And that was almost a decade ago. And beloved, I kept on falling into troubles and troubles, and troubles. Yet still, it was as if I was blinded. I said, no, I'm not going back to God. But things did not end well. I thank God that he brought me to a point where I realized that I need to go back to my first love, and that is God. I need to make him the Lord of all. Maybe you are listening to me and you've gone through a difficult patch in your life maybe things are not going your way beloved do not make the choice of going back to the world the world has nothing to offer us no jesus there is no life without him we cannot do anything you may acquire all that there is to achieve in this world get all the degrees Work for the biggest companies. Attend the best universities. But if you do not have God, you are nothing. Beloved, I want to introduce to you God's will and man's will. As I said earlier on, that the Bible tells us that there is a way that seems the right way to man. But that way ends in what? In death. Eternal damnation. God's will for us is eternal. As God spoke to Abraham, he said, I will prosper you. He said, I will give unto you descendants like the dust of the sun. He told him sometime that look into the skies, and as you see the stars over there, that's what I will give unto you. The promises of the Lord are eternal. But look, the promises of this world, of human, it's only bad for a season. It's temporal. It will not last. So which one would you choose? God's will is perfect. He has the best plan for you. Amen? He loves you more than you love yourself. In fact, he knows you better than you know yourself. And therefore, his plan for you are what? Perfect. That's why his word says that as far as the heavens are away from the earth, I have a better plan for you. Beloved, whatever you are going through, I'm encouraging you, don't give up on God because he has a perfect plan for you. Man's plan is imperfect. You know, man's plan is based on permutation. Man's plan will be that if A plus B is equal to A plus B, then if we should add C, it will be A plus B plus C. So conditions need to be there. But God does not need an A for there to be a B so that a C will happen. Let me break it down. When God was with Hagar in the desert... God didn't need Manitoba Hydro to go lay pipes so that water would come up out of the desert. God did not need to give unto Abraham even when he, he became Abraham at the age of 80. God did not give him a doctor or a specialist for Abraham to be able to be fertile to give birth. He caused what is not possible to become what? Possible. Praise the Lord. He is the God of impossibilities. God's will never changes. Man's will will change. Man's will is conditional. Man's will, if it will happen, then it's likely that will happen. But God will say, I will. It will be so. So shall it be according to his word. Hallelujah. God's will is selfless like Abraham did. He wasn't selfish. He said, choose what is left I will take. God's will for you is selfless. But man's will is what? Selfish. My first. I have to think of myself first. Others later. Lastly, God's will for us is certain. Forever his will is what? Is certain. And so shall it be. But man's will is is uncertain. I, I don't know if you noticed the word a couple of days or a days ago where we we're expecting it to be a bit warm and then all of a sudden the temperature started dropping. Uh, we looked at the word we checked the word and that was what came up. That the statisticians said that this is what will happen, right? This is what we're expecting to happen, but God doesn't work with statistics. God doesn't work again with forecasts. He does things in his own time. And whatever he has said about you and I, it is written in gold. It is forever certain. So, beloved, it doesn't matter where you are now. You may be tearing so much. You may be crying so much. Friends have left you. People that you felt should be by your side are saying, no more, we cannot help you. But I'm here to tell you today that God is for you. God is on your side. If God be for you, who can be against you? Praise the Lord. No man says that let the sun rise up at this time and then let the moon set at this time. But God in his own time makes it so. And so will he make it for you, praise the Lord. Choose whom you want to follow. Is it going to be God's way or your way? Is it going to be God's will or your will? If you haven't given your life to Christ in some few minutes, I'll lead you to do so. And trust the Lord that the consequences of that decision is going to be joy. Trust the Lord that the consequences of that decision is going to be hope. Trust the Lord that you will see great things in your life. Amen. The second part I want to attack or look at, beloved, is for us brethren who have given our lives to Christ but are facing tribulations. As we just saw in the video that Jesus told the disciples in the book of Luke, he said that if you would follow me, do what? Take up your cross and do what, and follow me. The cross there, beloved, stands for challenges that we go through in our walk with the Lord. But it doesn't mean that the Lord has forsaken you. It's because God knows that that cross is going to be a path for you to cross that bridge. Hallelujah. That God knows that you are stronger than that cross and that you can be able to carry. I want to introduce to you a gentleman called Daniel. This can be found in Daniel chapter 6. And Daniel was a man who loved God. The Bible says that he was devoted to God. He, he was one who would give everything to God. And to cut a long story short, Daniel was in the, uh, living in the days of King Darius. And King Darius had elevated Daniel to become an administrator in the kingdom of Darius. Now, the king made a decree, no one should pray to any other God or even human being except me, the king. Now, I love what Daniel did. In verse 10, when Daniel had this decree, he didn't shake. What did he do? Daniel went upstairs to his room on his knees and then he prayed to God. Hallelujah. What Daniel did touched my heart so much because Daniel, one, was not selfish. He didn't say that I'm an administrator. I'm enjoying the benefits of being an administrator of a kingdom. He didn't say that I I only think about myself. I'm enjoying the pleasures of this world. And therefore, I'll just obey the king so that I'll continue to remain in the good books of the king. But Daniel knew what was right. And therefore, Daniel said goodbye to those things. I don't care the repercussions that come with them. It is God first. Hallelujah. So Daniel went down his knees and prayed unto God. And surrendered all unto God. And lo and behold, his people who were criticizing him, people who were watching out for his downfall, saw him and reported him to the king. And then what happened? Daniel was put into the what? Lion's den. Because he disobeyed the king. But God was with Daniel in the lion's den. Amen. The Lord sent an angel to shut the mouth of the lions. These lions had starved for long. And if you are to obey the laws of nature, when you are hungry, what do you do? When there is food, You eat. But beloved, Daniel served a God, the God who is not restricted by the laws of nature. The God who created the heavens and the earth. The God who created even the lions themselves. The God who can change destinies. Who can change what man has made and make it work well for our good. And that is what God did. Oh, Beloved, we serve a great God. You know, one man says something about God that I never forget. He says, our God is a God that loves to show off. Do you agree? Let things be tight and call unto God. And you see how God will show off for you. God would disgrace the enemies who will stand against you. And that is what God did for Daniel in the lion's den. God showed up and he showed off. For Daniel. And people were looking. His criticizers were watching. Daniel is going to be consumed by the lions. And then look at what God did. God delivered him. Amen. It doesn't matter, maybe you are in a family where people say nobody crossed 60 for your sake. God will make you cross it in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter when people say nobody survived this disease. Maybe cancer, maybe diabetes. But for your sake, you will cross it. You will overcome in the name of Jesus. God sent his angel to shatter the mouth of the lions for Daniel. Beloved, God will send his angels to be there for you. Like David said, thou layest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over Hallelujah. God will make your car run over. Do not give up. Do not give up, beloved. You may be having searching for a job for so long and you don't get the job that you are getting. Please do not give up. God is with you. He is in the boat with you. He has not left you. Remember his promise. He said, I would never leave you, nor forsake you. Amen. When man makes a plan, the plan will be so smooth. In fact, when you see uh, our architects who who put down their plans, you see that everything looks so smooth. But anybody with a technical eye will tell you, we have to go an extra mile. Because that is the product of what? Of man. Anything can do what? Happen. But with God, there may be some few hiccups. But God got you. God got you. And in the middle of those hiccups, beloved, what would you do? Do you give up? Do you say, I will compare myself to the people of the world? I'll compare myself to my colleagues like I did some time ago. And things weren't working well for me until I came to the realization that I need to come back to God. And then I saw a different picture. God will surely take you to the expected end. But when troubles come, when valleys come, but when you meet mountains, beloved, what should you do? There are some silver bullets that are identified that I want to share with you. His word says, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, Acknowledge Him. Submit to Him. And He will make your path straight. Amen. The second one, Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God. His righteousness. And all other things. Every other thing. The job. The good health. The good wife. The good husband. The children. All of them will be restored unto you. It will be given unto you. Amen. And in James chapter 1 verse 5, it says, is there any of us who lacks wisdom? Ask the Lord. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Amen. Beloved, these are what I want to share with you. You may be watching me and you haven't given your life to Christ. I want to give you that choice to make. It's either God's way or my way. That is your way. Or human way. We've seen the promises of God. That they are certain. I want to entreat you. Choose God's way. And I want you to say this prayer with me. As you surrender unto the Lord. Lord Jesus. I thank you. I surrender everything to you. I rebuke any form of bitterness. Unforgiveness. Unrighteousness in my life. Create in me a clean heart so I will not continue to do the things that do not line up with your word. Help me to grow from strength to strength to become the person you want me to be. Amen. And if you are listening to me, beloved, and you are at your knife's edge, your faith is at the edge and you are thinking of giving up, do not give up. I want to pray this prayer with you. I want us to join our faith together and believe in the Lord that you will overcome. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. You are the light that guides our feet. You are the map that gives us direction. You are the peace that makes us strong. You are the leader whom we faithfully follow. May your light illuminate our life. Your guidance bring direction. And may we find inspiration in your word and peace in our hearts as we follow you. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. Keep on keeping on, for God is always on your side. He has never forsaken you, and neither will he leave you. Amen.
0: Hey, we hope you enjoyed the message today. We trust you will have a fantastic week. And remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we.